Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A. from Colorado and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, April 14, 2023. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter titled Into Action. We're on page number 75, that first paragraph, when we decide who is to hear our story. It ends with, we'll be honored by our confidence. We're going to read that one paragraph only and comment on that one paragraph only. Today's readers are Team Friday. We have Joni C., K.S., Anne-Marie M., Tenzin P., Loretta H., Leslie M., and Anne A. Um, the reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, April 13, 2023, are the following. Grab a pen and paper if you're interested in these recording numbers. The 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording, the number is 20157. That's 20157. The 10 a.m. Eastern Big Book Study recording is 20158. 20158. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose here, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Joni C. to read the 12 steps. This is Joni C., gratefully recovered but not cured in Minnesota. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we stood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message 
to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I will now ask K.S. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning. This is K.S., Recovered Compulsive Reader in North Carolina. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive breeder who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Well, thank you, Joni C. and KS, for your service this morning. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we do ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. The meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume, we resume, I can't even say the word. Today we resume our study of the chapter into action in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. In the big book, we'll be on page number 75, reading that first paragraph. Anne-Marie M. Um, will be our reader this morning. Go right ahead, Anne-Marie. Yes. Uh, good morning, Jen. Thank you so much for uh, taking the meeting. My name is Anne-Marie M. I am in South Carolina, and I am recovered only through God's grace and by doing the work in this big book. When we decided who is to hear our story, we waste no time. We have written an inventory, and we are prepared for a long talk. We explain to our partner what we are about to do and why we have to do it. He should realize that we are engaged upon a life and death errand. Most people approached in this way will be glad to help. They will be honored by our confidence. 
And I'd like to uh, share my experience with this. Well, first, it says we waste no time. It's so It was so important for me right after I finished my fourth step and looking at all that stuff that I give it away. Um, it's not something that I wanted to hang on to for a few weeks. Um, I had done that in the past uh, many times. I, I struggle. I've been... Uh, you know, in and out of uh, this program. But I'll tell you, once I, I started working the big book um, and then I got involved with A Vision for You, I learned the importance of giving away this step, uh, giving away my fourth step immediately. And um, that that's just, been, that's just been so very helpful. Um, and we've written a lot. And we are prepared for a long talk. Well, <laughs> I've listened to many fifth steps too, and I am—I cautiously uh, do not listen to a long talk. This is something that needs to be done, um, just like when in the fourth step, there were bullet points. Well, that's what I need to do with the um, when I need to—I need to do with my fifth step was get to the point and not go on and on about a long story. And it's um, it's really important that I, I, I get to this so that I can get on to the sixth and seventh step. Um, and when I asked, I usually have asked my sponsor um, the very, very first time I did a uh, fifth step was with a priest because I was so embarrassed to tell my sponsor at the time what was going, what I, the person that I was like, because I disliked myself so much. And I was so afraid that if she knew some of the things that I had done, that she probably wouldn't want to have anything to do with me anymore. And that was so far from the truth. So um, I no longer need to explain what I'm doing because I'm doing it with somebody that has done the same thing before. So uh, when when I've given away my fifth step, um, I give it to somebody that's done the same thing, usually a sponsor. And um, I have always been felt like a privilege when someone has asked me to uh, listen to their fourth step. It's it's an honor and it's a privilege. And it's a, I don't remember most of the things that have been told to me. So it doesn't go any further for me. Um, so confidence is... Um, I, I just have confidence that the people that we share our fifth step with will keep it to themselves. And so with that, I pass. Perfect timing. Thanks so much, Anne-Marie M. All right. Well, we value everybody who's here today. We value your experience, strength, and hope. And we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that other might sh- others might share as well. So who would like to share on what was read today? I'll take one name at a time. Mary A. Mary A. Nadia B. Jamie M. Nadia B. Jamie M. Penny C. Penny C. Vasa O. 
Fasa O. All right, that gives us a great lineup. We have Mary A, Nadia B, Jamie M, Penny C, and Vasa O. Go right ahead, Mary. Hi, everyone. Good morning. I'm Mary A. I'm calling in from Portland, Maine, and really glad to be with everybody today and really um, compelled to share my experience with this. So I had done this work with a – I had done the fourth-step work with a sponsor all along, and she had spot-checked with me as we went along. So – she already knew a lot about my story. And when it came time to choose somebody to hear my fifth step or for me to read my fourth step too, uh, it was, she was an obvious choice. And it was such a beautiful experience. Um, when I came to her house, she, she explained to me, so I didn't have to explain to her like this paragraph says, she explained to me that I was on a life and death errand. And one of the things that she did that was so impactful to my recovery was she pulled up a chair next to us and said, this is a spot for your higher power. You're speaking to your higher power and I am here as a witness. So this is a conversation, Mary, between you and your higher power with me as a witness. And what that enabled me to do was to, you know, when it says um, our, our opening speaker, and thank you so much for your service, uh, talked about it's not a long talk. My sponsor said, with this conversation between you and your higher power, your higher power already knows your heart. You're admitting it out loud to yourself and to your higher power. So you don't have to go into all the gory details. You can, in a general sense, talk about what was the resentment, how you were affected, and what your part in it was. And in doing so, I was able then to see the pattern of my resentments across my lifetime. And that gave me the insight into what I really needed to give up in six and seven. And without that opportunity to sort of lay it all out and see the pattern across my whole life, I may not have been able to have, to be open and willing to have God transform me in the way that God has since I originally did that work and continue to do this work as needed. So um, if you're sitting on the fence and not sure if you want to do this, it, it, it changed my life. It saved my life. And I highly encourage anybody who's thinking about doing this to do it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mary A. Calling in from Maine today. Up next, we have Nadia B. Good morning to you, Nadia. Good morning, Jen. Thank you so much for your service. Nadia B. Gratefully recovered in Connecticut. And um, just wanted to share my experience on this and uh, in in hope that that might, might ease um, the anxiety and the pain that I've experienced preparing for this step because it's definitely challenging uh, work. You know, nowhere um, does it say that this is, easy right simple but not easy program of action and for me definitely wasn't easy i had a lot of fears and anxiety around this and um today you know i i it lessened so much so i still do this work and it is life and death it's as much life and death for me as a sponsor today to hear um, this, you know, provided that people do uh, or I have, um, you know, chosen to discuss my fifth step with my sponsors. Um, So for me, you know, as a sponsor, as a a fellow traveler, Sherpa, 
it is as much for me a life and death, Aaron, as it is for my sponsee. You know, none of this is optional for for those who suffer with addiction. And, uh, you know, yes, uh, when I am approached in the way that I've approached my sponsor before, when I had that experience, you know, everyone was more than happy to help and today I'm happy to help. Why? Because I need you more than you need me. This is, um, you know, we are bounded by the solution and that's the beauty of this program. We need each other. We are connected at heart and, um, you know, I'm always honored when people choose me to discuss this because that means that, you know, I've deserved, I've, I've worked for that trust. You know, God-given opportunity to hear someone else's heart. What a privilege. What a privilege. What an honor to do that. So, um, you know, today I am so grateful to have that experience. And when my uh, sponsor used to say to me, I can't wait for you to experience this. Now I know what she used to talk about. And, um, and that is amazing experience. Um, what a blessing to be a part of a, a 12-step fellowship that provides this honor and a connection. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Nadia. Great to hear your voice this morning. That's Nadia B. from Connecticut. Up next, we have Jamie M. Jamie? Yep. Hi, I'm Jamie M. Originally from California in in Florida now, as of today. I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm grateful to be here at the earlier meeting. Um, what's amazing to me is um, I um, I picked up food back in um, February because of a physical ailment. But I have been a sponsor, and I've sponsored, and people have sponsored me. And unfortunately, I did what I did. And I've heard many four steps. And the first time I was in Massachusetts, where I'm from, and I gave my four steps to my sponsor, who ends up having the same birthday as me today. So I picked her because she looked, she scared me. I don't know why. I mean, this is live. I had nothing in common with this older woman, but she ended up being one of the best things that happened in my life. And I was honest. And then the second time I did it with a different sponsor, and I wasn't in the big book. It just wasn't around when I was there for those type of meetings. And I was able to peel more of an onion. And I was like, wow, man, that's amazing. I, I believe God gave me the first four steps of things I needed to reveal. The second time, again, now I'm working the big book, and now I'm back on step four. And I haven't been myself physically. So I went through step four, and I'm ready for five. And my sponsor said to me recently, when you get settled, she wants to do it again. I just did it. But she felt that maybe I mentally, due to this ailment, wasn't me. So I said, okay, no problem. I didn't argue. There's a miracle. I didn't argue with the sponsor. That's a big miracle. Because if I listen to her in the first place, I'm learning my lesson. It's kind of funny the hard way, and boy, am I learning. And she's the best thing that ever happened to me, my present sponsor, again. And I've gotten to listen to other people's footsteps. And you know what? That's a gift for me because I learn from what they say as much as I learn from what my sponsor says to me. 
and I get to give back the service. I can't sponsor right now, but I have had that experience, and I will never forget it because I've always felt so safe to give it to someone for myself experience with most of the people I've gotten to work with, and they're a gift from God. And so when I settle, which I'm getting better already, it's a miracle because I listen to the sponsor, I'm going to do it again. And I don't care how many times I do it because I want what everybody else has each day. And maybe more will be revealed. I don't know. So this is a 12-step program. I like receiving, of course, in a beautiful way when I, I need it. But I also prefer to give back what I've been given. I learned how to do that here. That's my favorite thing in the world. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jamie M. from California. Good to hear you on the 7 a.m. Next up, we have Penny C. followed by Vasa O. Good morning, Penny. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much, Jen. This is Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from the Boston area. Oh, I love this word, honored, honored. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the The connotation is that the person who um, chooses to to um bear their soul so to speak with with me and tell me tell me their their shortcomings that they've uncovered um what 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 respect they show me what con- it says confidence yes uh it's such a um what can i say it's a spiritual it's a spiritual um event um and and uh, i've learned i've learned to be uh, you know, to keep things to myself, not only with program people, but I can assure other people when they say, you know, I, I want to tell you something, but I, I don't want this to go any farther. I can assure them that I've I've learned to to keep things in confidence. Um, and and you know, um, my sponsor honored me by giving me the time and that I needed and. and Back in the day, I'm going back, you know, a great many years ago when I did the went through the big book process. I had 250 resentments, so it couldn't be it couldn't be just one long talk. And I ended up for weeks and months, actually, once a week, going to her house, and um, and she listened and listened. God bless her. Uh, a bond is formed. That's another thing I was thinking about, that when we choose who we're going to give the uh, fifth step to and and we go through that, um, there's going to be forever this, this relationship that that is um, that we trust, that we can, um, you know, tell that person anything, and they know us. I uh, just want to add that, when I finished those 250 resentments and said to my sponsor, I don't know what to do with this now. I certainly didn't want, you know, my children or anyone, you know, either now or after I passed to find all this. She had a wood-burning stove in her kitchen, and it was winter. And she looked at the stove, and she said we could put it in there. So I just saved the list of names, which I knew I was going to need for the eighth step, and and we put it in the in the wood burning stove. She held my hand. We said the serenity prayer. I will never forget. I will never forget that that time. It was it was like sacrifice. It was it was beautiful giving giving those 
um, shortcomings and character defects that I had uncovered, the fears, over to God. It was it was just beautiful. So just like it says in working with others, don't miss it. We know you want won't want to miss this experience if you haven't had it. And uh, I'll pass with that. Thank you. Thanks so much, Penny C. Up next, we have Vasa O. Good morning to you, Vasa. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, everyone. Vasa, grateful, recover, compulsive, we call him, from Port Charlotte, Port Charlotte, Florida. And I did my fourth and the fifth step. My first one, I did it with a pastoral counselor. Because I wanted everything. Um, I was going to bring my secrets to my, my to, to my casket, you know, when I died. Because some of the stuff I just held on because of the fear. If I tell somebody about this, they're not going to like me. They're going to think I'm a horrible person. And plus, I wanted, yeah, so I went to a counselor because I know it was going to be really anonymous. It's going to stay there locked in the cabinet where it's not going to go anywhere. But I remember talking with him about it. He said, don't worry. He said, I'm, going to, I'm not going to put it on Facebook, and I'm not going to put it on the newspaper. So he, was just, he had a lot of sense of humor. But anyways, but I did the big book step studies, uh, and again, with another person that had the experience doing the big book. We had a meeting at the Mansfield meeting. Uh, it was a big book step study, and she was the speaker. And I remember I, I said, I want to do it by the big book. And I was afraid a little bit of the rejection. Is she going to say yes? Is she going to say no? And I, I asked God, please, just give me the strength. Give me the courage to get up and ask her. And she said she was honored. She would love to hear my fourth and the fifth step. And I'm honored myself, too. When somebody asks me, I feel it's an honor, you know, for me to do it with them. So, uh, yeah, she, you know, she showed me how to do it at the beginning. I had about 69 resentment, not enough resentment, but enough to know what it meant, you know. And at the beginning, she helped me a lot, you know, by the big book, the way it's done, the fourth and the fifth step. And uh, I did I had a lot of questions at the beginning, and she just told me how to do it. And then uh, we met at her house. She lived about an hour away from me. I think we met about three times before I finished the whole thing. And it was a real, it was springtime. Yeah, she had the fireplace going on, and she gave me a comforter. I was on one laying down on the couch and she made herself comfortable and I was comfortable too and she had a chair there that she said I'm here only a witness you know and God is the this is God you know the other chair is God and she had a candle burning also every time I went to do it and I felt embarrassed at times you know ashamed afraid and she did share some of her experience with me And uh, it made me feel at ease, you know, even my counselor, the pastoral counselor, you know, and he shared some of his insecurities, you know, some of his character defects. And, you know, he made me feel at ease. And, uh, and, you know, it was, it was, it was, it, it wasn't, it was simple, but it wasn't easy going through it. But I had God by this time, you know, I did step one, two, and three. And it was, I felt less fearless to do it. And by the time we were all done, she said, what do you want to do with it? 
And that's what we did. We threw it in the fire. Thank you. We threw it in the fireplace, and I kept a couple things just to keep them for example. Thanks for letting me share that pass. If you haven't done it, do it, because that's what I was told. Do it anywhere. Anywhere you can do it. Thank you for letting me share that pass. Thank you, Vasa O. from Florida. All right. So let me just tell you where we're at. If you're just joining us this morning, we're still in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. The chapter is titled Into Action. We're on page number 75, and we're reading When We Decide Who Is to Hear Our Story, that whole paragraph and commenting on that. So um, we do value everyone's experience. We ask that you share every third day so that everybody's voice can be heard. Um, If you're ready, give me one name at a time, and we'll take some more readers, or we'll take some more comments. Um, Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Pamela. Mia J.T. from Massachusetts. Mia J.T. I have Pamela P. and Mia J.T. Anyone else want to join our group today and comment on the paragraph that was read? Mary G. from Rochester, New York. I got the Rochester, New York. Could you say your um, first name again, please? Mary G. Mary G. Thanks so much, Mary. Darian K. Darian K. All right, let's go with that group. I have Pamela P, Mia JT, Mary G, and Darian K. Good morning to you, Pamela. Go right ahead. Hi, this is Pamela P from Pennsylvania. God bless you all. Um, yeah, definitely um, having a sponsor made a bit different. Yesterday, I did, like, almost, I completely forgot the time of the sponsor. On Thursday, we switched the time. And I, I, you know, I freak out because I can't imagine losing her as sponsor. I kind of complicate it, and she's not complicated at all. It's very easy going, flowing, very caring, but not overly personal. She did the perfect balance. And we taught 30 minutes for six times a week, and then one day we check in for 10 minutes. So it, it, it made a bit different. Combined with the fellowship, a try to make five calls a day, and just you know, um, listen to my um major meeting every morning and listen to a meeting at night, or maybe a couple meeting morning. So OA is just a part of my lifestyle and working the step every day, and reading the bit book every morning and praying. So it a whole combination of things. And not saying if I do the thing, I won't pick up. But if I don't do the thing, I definitely will pick up. So that's how it is. Um, I think I'm back in my recovery mode. Um, my dinner is very restricted right now. Um, so we really don't talk about food, me, my sponsor. We did focus on the solution, the step, God, the step. And we do what we need to do. But I do talk to other people in the program by food and balancing. So I my dinner is a little restricted because it I really don't enjoy dinner where I'm not too much. It did a lot sometimes drama between my boys and parents and stuff. 
when they going to eat, when I'm going to eat. And so I did eat something very quickly and very low calorie was thrifted. Breakfast and lunch is very important, very balanced. And then when I go to the gym, I have fruit before I eat. Um, so it's very hard not to eat between 7 and 7 or 7 p.m., 7 a.m., maybe just a little applesauce or something. So with no sugar. So it's just hard. So I, I'm really glad I had the sponsor um, to be very honest. Um, very she she very personal and she don't overly give me advice. She they give me a lot of wisdom. And she just let God do the rest. So that's pretty much it with that. I just pray the rest of the day I continue living in a recovery way. So that all I want to say, thank God for Jesus, thank God for my partner and for the program and for my sponsor and my family. I pass. Perfect timing. Thanks so much, Pamela P. from PA. Mia JT, you're up next. Go right ahead. Good morning, Jen. Thank you very much. Can I be heard? Go right ahead. Okay, thanks. Uh, this is Mia JT from Massachusetts, recovering compulsive overeater. Uh, grateful to be here. Thank you, everybody, for your service. I feel like there are no coincidences. I'm actually giving away my fifth step today. Um, so this is very, very timely, and it's and it's really funny because I didn't think I had any anxiety about it, but as I'm sitting here listening, I'm starting to feel like I do. Um, but, you know, I'll turn that over and see how it goes. But um, I've done the fifth step a few times in my uh, recovering career, and this will be the third time in the last three years that I, I have done it. And it has definitely dwindled down a lot, you know, my resentments and um, and I don't feel like I live in a lot of my character defects anymore, but certainly there are, are more to be revealed and more to, to keep turning over. And I'm just, I'm grateful for the opportunity um, to do that. And I just wonder, you know, how it's going to go. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, but I really just wanted to share, felt compelled to share because of the fact that, um, you know, because I'm actually doing it today. So thank you all for your service. Thank you for being here. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Mia JT from Massachusetts. Up next, we have Mary G from New York. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. This is Mary G recovered in Rochester, New York. And I just want to share this morning because I'm sure there are others out there like me who had just a tremendous amount of shame, so much shame that it held me back from wanting to do this stuff because I, I knew that, to be entirely honest, things would come out that I had done and things would come out about me that I, I really wanted to take to my grave. I didn't want anybody to know. And the shame was, was crippling. And what I found was that when we finally sat down to do the fifth step, the light wasn't shining on those on me in that way at all. It really was an inventory of the stock and trade in terms of what are these patterns that are driving me into destructive relationships with other people, harmful relationships with other people over and over again and with myself that 
that I was looking at the exact nature of my wrongs. I was looking at my self-seeking and my selfishness and my dishonesty and my fear, not in those isolated incidences that I didn't ever want anyone to see. And so I just want to offer hope to people who are afraid and who are letting their shame hold them back or finding that their shame is holding them back. As the previous speaker said, you know, by now, hopefully we have a relationship with a loving God that can give us the strength to go forward. I did, thank God, ultimately. And, and that, you know, that I had a kind and compassionate, I've always had kind and compassionate sponsors who, who helped me through it by reminding me that I'm sick, not bad, you know, that I'm a good person who did things that I regret. And now I'm in, on a path to recovering and becoming someone that God had originally imagined I could be. And, that God was helping me with that and would continue to help me with that. So, yeah, my current sponsor said that she was transformed and that I would be transformed too. And she was absolutely right. The steps are transformative. They really have enabled me to grasp new soil. And for that, I'm so grateful. So thanks for listening. I pay. Thanks, Mary G. from New York. Up next, we have Darian K. Go right ahead, Darian. Good morning. Can you hear me okay, Jen? Yep, go right ahead. Yep, okay, good. Um, good morning, Jen. This is Darian K. in the Berkshires in Massachusetts, um, recovered for today, and so grateful to be on the line with all of you. Um, oh, I was thinking a lot of things as people were talking. You know, <clears throat> I want... Um, I want people, I know that I'm not, but I want people to think I'm perfect. So I do the hair, the makeup, the clothes, you know, and that's what you see. And, you know, that's how you think of me. But when you share this fifth step with somebody, um, you know, you might as well be sitting there naked because, you're, you know, you're, you're, you've become vulnerable and you've become you know, your authentic self, what's inside of you and your heart, you know, and that is so much more important than all of the material stuff, you know, and that's what I, that's what I learned by doing it. And that's what I continue um, to try to, um, you know, attain, you know, attain each day because there is so much more inside of us that's precious, you know, that we are um, really good people and it, we have our past and, you know, we, we had survival skills, you know, whatever those were, ways to get through situations. And, um, you know, we had, to, we had to get to where we are today, um, you know, doing certain things. And now we know better. And now we can do better. Um, and so sharing that information with someone um, who trusts, who I can trust and rely on, and who has also done that work too, like a just you know, need that, that, you know, validation from somebody who totally understands because they were there too. Um, and when I shared my first fourth step, um, that was the case. And 
So I just sat there for hours with this person and she just took the time um, with me and was gentle and wonderful and shared with her, with me herself as well. And, you know, I think of it too, um, you know, diamonds are not what they look like before they're diamonds. When they're in the caves, they are not shiny and bright, you know, and so it takes a lot of pressure and a lot of work and a lot of, you know, <laughs> hard stuff to make them as beautiful and shiny as they are. And so I think that's what we do here in this program. We try to make ourselves more beautiful and shiny on the inside. Um, and then that really does show on the outside to others. Um, so unburdening ourselves and feeling, um, you know, the joy um, of, of getting things out and being honest with another person is just such a gift. Um, and I'm so grateful. So thank you and have a lovely day. Bye. Thank you so much, Darian Kay. All right, so we're on page 75. We're reading that first paragraph when we decide who is to hear our story. Do we have some other folks that would like to share their experience, strength, and hope on the line who haven't shared in the last Christina days? J. Linda D. Thank Linda D. S V K. Christina J. Okay, Christina J. Linda D. And then who is the third person, please? Beth V K. Beth V K. Thank you. Oh, all right. Um, let's P. see. I'm sorry. Who was it? Crystal P. Crystal P. Hi, Crystal. All right. Hey, let's Jen. stop there. That's great. Okay. I have Christina J, Linda D, Beth V K, and Crystal P. Go right ahead, Christina. Morning, Jen. Morning, everyone. Christina J in the state of North Carolina. Such good shares. I think about, you know, what I'm going to share sometimes and is it going to serve me or is it going to serve someone suffering out there? And it serves both. Um, my words come from someplace I don't know sometimes. They're coded in my own experience and I hope it helps someone. It certainly helps me to share. I came into a pressure cooker when I was born, a pressure cooker of um, discomfort of strangeness, of confusion. And uh, like many people in this world, uh, I found food. And for many people, food is a comfort, and they can take it and leave it. But I found out early on I had an allergy, and I didn't know that. I just knew that it did the trick. It uh, numbed me out. And I also learned some other numbing skills um, of life that when when strange stuff comes my way, I, I automatically numb out. I don't even know I'm numbed out. My mother's in a very precarious, sick situation, my brother, and I, I, numb, I numb out, and I wake up at night in terror about it all. So when, uh, as I got into recovery and I got to this fourth step, it gave me a chance to unburden things I didn't even know I was carrying, why I was restless, irritable, discontent, full of anxiety and fear all of my life. And as a newcomer, I was scared to death and shameful of the things I'd done to survive in this world. But that fourth step was the beginning of an unburdening and the showing me of things about myself that I couldn't believe. And I forgave myself for living my life that certain way, those certain ways. And I, Bert, I asked God to remove those things in the fifth step. And I had to have somebody I trusted. And my sponsor was the perfect choice for me. Um, and she listened with patience and loving kindness. There was nothing I said that shocked her. 
I was shocked that I had done things in my life as I looked at this fourth step. And it was hard to do. I hated it. It was I, I was anxious to get into it, but when I sat down to do it, it felt like a big burden every day. Oh, God, i got to dig this up. Oh, you know, she told me, I want this done in two weeks because if you don't, you're going to end up back in the food. Because it brings up stuff that scares us and we're ashamed and all this stuff, but then we get to unburden. I'm not afraid of four steps anymore. As a matter of fact, I welcome them because they show me things that I don't want to live in fear anymore, you see. Most of my four step now is fear. It's not about resentments about other people. It's fear, fear about this, that, fear of death, fear of getting older, fear of, you know, just different fears. And, uh, you know, my mom and my brother and, you know, my husband dying and things like that. But um, I welcome them now. So if you're a newcomer out there and you're, you know, you're just new and you're hearing all this stuff. I mean, I knew a woman in one of our meetings that, when she heard us talking about the four steps, she said, oh, my God, I have to do that. And she left, you know. But I'm telling you, unburdening the soul and the heart is freedom. I'm going to finish up freedom. It's freedom. And you become a person you never knew you'd meet. And you're free. And you get to work the steps to continue to be free every day. And that's what the 10, 11, and 12 are about. So thank you for letting me share. And I pass. Thank you so much, Christina J. Up next, we have Linda D., followed by Beth V.K. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. I'm recovered to my amazement I'm, and relief. I'm recovered in Connecticut. I really have to dump something that I hope is helpful to other people. Um, someone was just talking about fear and how much there is of it. If I didn't have a higher power, meaning God, a divinity, something much, much smarter than I am. And if I didn't know that was real, really, really real, I'd be dead in the water. I found all that out over time, over many years, making all the mistakes. And here I am, and it's today, and I'm ready for the meeting, and I was sick as a dog, and I had to turn it off because I was sick physically sick and uh, I, I went about my business a little bit but mostly I was laying down and then I got a phone call and that's the point I didn't know what the hell to do with the phone call the phone call was from someone that was so important to me she was instrumental in saving my life I love her dearly and I cannot call her back and I know that I cannot call her back only because I have a higher power. And I waited and said, what the hell do I do with that? And I heard clear as a bell. First of all, share it with people once, so I don't feel ashamed. It's an odd situation. Uh, my, my call was from my spot, former sponsor. I love her like a mother, like a sister. I mean, just, I can't participate in an elder abuse crime scene. That's where she lives. And she participates in it willingly. It was killing me to listen to her torment. And God told me, and I checked it with people, well, a particular person who knows her, and she said, you have to do it. I, I can't answer 
her calls because now it's just, please help me, please help me, please help me. Don't let me be lonely. I'll go down with her because I love her that much. No, I can't. I can't do it. I have to ignore and pray for her. Ignore the phone call and pray for her. And I do feel shame about that. I want to go in there and rescue her, and I tried everything that I could. Everything was blocked by the the person that takes care of her, a family member. So I'm telling you that this stuff works. I don't have to like it. I can be confused, but it works when nothing, nothing else does, because life can be absolutely mind-blowingly great and also it can be mind-blowingly treacherous because i have this disease with that i pass thanks linda d from connecticut up next we have beth vk followed by crystal p good morning beth good morning thank you so much for being there Uh, my name is beth vk gratefully recovered recovered today in pennsylvania Um, Now that we've decided the who that it's going to be, we're directed to waste no time. And this is a clear direction to get this done now. Uh, our, our, Our inventory is written and we're told to prepare for a long talk. So we tell our partners, uh, the what and why of, of why we're doing this. And we, we hear that we need to inform them that we're engaged in uh, a life and death errand. And this is very serious language and a reminder of the great importance of what we're about to do. This errand, the work, we've done the work of writing an inventory, listing our assets and defects. And now this errand is telling us to review it with God a trusted person, and myself. And so this is a sacred errand, and it should be approached with reverence and courage and honesty and faith. And it's not to be taken lightly, but to go with the gravity of the situation. They use the words, we have to do this. It's life or death. Do I want to live today or do I want to die with my secrets? So the choice is mine. They give me this choice and I have chosen life and have done several step four and fives. And to have this process do for me the gift of lifting the heavy burdens that I carried of my shortcomings, my errors and my mistakes, it is a beautiful gift. And that I didn't expect End of my step five. But I am freed from um, from the the guilt and shame of having carried these these weaknesses, and I become transformed, and I am a new person. That when I let when I give that away to these key people and God in my life, I have a chance today to not repeat these things that I have exposed, and if I don't repeat these errors, I have a better chance of staying in peace and serenity and and abstinence. <laughs> uh, the biggest one, 
staying abstinent and clear in my life. So I am so grateful for the 12 steps for all of you and this program. With that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Beth BK. Up next, we have Crystal P. Go right ahead, Crystal. Hi, good morning. This is Crystal P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. Um, when I read this paragraph, it really reminded me of my step five. It, it was a long talk, but I'm so grateful that the person that I gave my step five away to didn't let me spend that time talking about the details of my resentment. And instead, we talked mostly about what are the patterns that we keep seeing and how my old perspective didn't work. So I came not to talk or to describe what was the past but to be open to a completely new way of looking at my entire story. And I think one of the biggest places that this happened was my relationship with my mom, because my mom was the number one offender in my life. She had just the, the most amount of real estate on my step four. And throughout everywhere, all you'd hear was how I felt she was a coward. She was a coward. She had, she never protected me. In fact, I have to protect myself from her. And I remember giving away my, uh, you know, my step four to my sponsor about my mom, and I remember her, st I'll never forget this moment where she just sat back and she was like, wow, your mom is such a courageous woman. And it literally, it felt like somebody had punched me in the gut because for the first time I saw her from somebody else's perspective and she went from being the villain in my story to the hero in my story. And this is where we uncovered one of the biggest patterns, which is that if love doesn't come in the exact shape or form that I want it to come, it's useless to me. So my life was filled with all of this love, but I couldn't see or receive any of it. And I'm so grateful because in that moment, what I saw was that like, I needed to come with that open heart and open mind. I needed my sponsor to give me a new perspective, but I needed God to actually change my heart to see everything differently. Like today now, because of that moment in my step five, I can receive love in any form that people are able to give it to me. And that's the most beautiful way to live. It's like I woke up from thinking my life was like some kind of suspense thriller and I was the victim constantly running to realize like I was in like Full House or something as, you know, as the sitcom where all my whole life has been, I've been loved, I've been protected and I've been wanted and I just couldn't see it. And today I can receive it all because of that moment in my step five. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thanks so much, Crystal P. All right, we have a couple of minutes on the clock. Anybody else want to chime in at the end here? Vanita L. Go ahead. Hi, Vanita Kim L. A. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. It's okay. We're going to take Vanita, and that will be it. Thank you so much. Recovered compulsive overeater from Georgia. So, yeah, step five, my first step five, I told someone something I'd been carrying around since I, since I was young, and um, I was about 33 at the time, and it was so freeing um, to do that. So much shame um, left me. My last step well, it wasn't my last one, but the one I'm remembering, which was more recently, um, it was the first time I heard really super clearly that we give our step five to um, another person and God. And so that time, for the first time, I brought a picture of a man who is someone who's a spiritual 
guide for me, and I had his picture there on this conference room table. My sponsor, she, we did it at her job, and um, she was there, and we had that picture. And that was so powerful for me to have a symbol of higher power actually there listening, though I know God was always listening. Thank you. I hope everyone has a wonderfully abstinent day. Perfect timing. Thanks so much, Benita L., for taking us out. Benita L. is from Georgia. Oh, boy, what a meeting. Thank you, everyone, for showing up today. Thank you for everyone who shared. Thank you for everyone who did service. Um, Come back tomorrow because you pocket your pride and wait till you hear the promises that are going to come true as a result of taking action. Um, Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, grab your pen and paper. Here it comes, Friday, April 14th. Somebody's unmuted. If you can press star one, please. Uh, The share ID for today, Friday, April 14th, 2023, is 20160. That's 20160. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Tenzin P., please read a vision for you. Thank you very much, uh, Tenzin P. Thank you for a beautiful meeting. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you very much.